What's going on with you? It's your boy, Kelechi, back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are doing well. I hope y'all are staying well. I hope y'all enjoyed your Labor Day weekend, and I hope y'all are ready for another weekend. I mean, this week has been so short. I don't know if anybody else is doing this thing throughout this week where it's like, it felt like today when you're hearing it which is thursday felt like wednesday but it's thursday i mean throughout tuesday oh oh gosh you see i got my whole days mixed up throughout wednesday i was just feeling like it was tuesday but it's not tuesday because it's wednesday and just oh my whole days has just been mixed up i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but nevertheless we are back with another episode of the rambling mind podcast i hope y'all are doing well i hope y'all are staying safe i hope y'all are handling all the things that you need to handle Uh, for all the parents out there shout out to you guys you guys are literally the real mvps out in these streets because i know it's not easy to be parent to be teacher to be house cleaner to be cook i mean you guys are wearing and then you also have your jobs on top of everything if you're working from home i mean shout out to you guys for just taking on all this responsibility at this point in time i know it's stressful but don't kill those kids. Love on them. Love on them. I know they can be annoying and they can be a handful, but just, you know, love on them. It's always funny whenever I'm in a conference meeting or on a Zoom call or whatever, and you just see them little feet run into the screen. And then the dad is like, can you, can you excuse me for a second? And then <laughs> it's always, always funny. It's always funny whenever that happens. But yeah, just shout out to all the parents that are doing what parents do which is sacrifice for the sake of their kids so shout out to you guys stay strong stay active and just you know keep doing what it is that you have to do for the sake of your kids um yeah just i don't know i just wanted to shout out to all the parents out there i'm not a parent but you know just wanted to show love to all you parents out in these streets anyway as you guys know today is thursday which means we gotta talk about the business news that's been happening over the last week I don't know why I just did that. That was random, extremely random. But anyway, let's get right into it. Uh, We got a few things to go to cover through. I mean, we have the Tesla and the S&P 500. We talked about that in the past. We're gonna hit on that again. Did they get in? Did they not get in? Don't worry, I'll save you the drama. They didn't, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, Then we're gonna talk about the movie theater industry in the United States, how it's recovering. And we're going to talk about Disney and Disney doing some things that were very questionable. And then we'll talk about the fact that the government is still doing what the government does best, which is nothing. They're not doing anything. And then we'll also talk about people and people doing what people do best, which is bad stuff. So we'll talk about all these things. But the first thing before we get into anything today is the question of the day. Or I guess at this point, we should start calling it a question of the week because it's about every week that I put one of these out. And the question of the week is, what is the most popular sport in the United States? We'll talk about that when we round up the whole discussion for today. But what is the most popular sport in the United States? Everybody should get this one. This is not that complicated. Everybody should be able to get it. But we start with this topic, talking about the unemployment rate which finally dropped into single digits for the first time since March. I mean, it was mind-blowing. Nobody was expecting it. Nobody expected unemployment to drop below 10%, 
but it did last week when the unemployment was announced for the month of August. And as you guys know, when you look at the unemployment rate or when you look at unemployment, it's a month to month thing. Remember when we talked about it in July? No, when we talked about the unemployment rate for July and August, we were like, yo, a lot of businesses had to close back down because of the spikes that we were seeing. So the unemployment rate is not really reflecting the whole industry as a whole or the world as a whole, but rather the United States as a whole. And the worry was like a lot of those jobs that were brought back earlier in the month of July were actually lost later on in the month of July because there was a lot of spikes. Apparently that wasn't the case or either that or things just got a whole lot better, which in a lot of places in the United States, they curtailed the spread and things have gotten a lot better. A lot more businesses were able to open back up. And so we're able to drop from 10% unemployment to 8.4% unemployment. To put this into perspective for everyone out there, in the United States, there's about 200 million people that are eligible to work. Now, you have to take into factor that in the United States, we have, there's a population of about 330,000 people. I mean, 330 million people. You have to subtract the fact that there are kids and people who are retired and also people who are, who are just unable to work. And so you have to remove those subset of people. And so for able-bodied individuals who can work, that's two, about 220 million people. So there's still, even with this number of it dropping down from 10% to 8.4%, there's still about 29 to 30 million people that are unaccounted for as far as like that are unemployed in the market, in the labor market. That's a lot of people, 22 to 20. It's, I think the range is like 22 to 30 million people i think that's a lot of people and the reason why it's like 22 to 30 million is because there's also a subsect of people that isn't really qualified or classified as unemployed because they're still working like kind of part-time they're not really furloughed but they're also not really they're not really hired as well and so they're kind of in this like weird zone where they don't know how to classify them and so they just kind of keep like floating around and lofting around and they don't really know what to do with them. So they don't really count them towards the unemployment rate, but they also don't count them towards like the full on hired rate. And so it's a weird little zone in there that doesn't get counted as unemployment. So when you look at people who are unemployed, the number is showing like 22 million people, but really it's closer to that 30 million people mark. So the number might look good, but in reality, there's still a bunch of jobs. There's still a lot of work that is basically still to be done when it comes to this unemployment. But it's still good news to see that it has dropped all the way from about 15% earlier in the year all the way down to about the 8.4%. However, the thing to always keep in mind is, like I said, there's still about 30 million people that are still lost their jobs for a March. And just think about this. Even though the recovery has been going well and it seems like we've added a bunch of jobs, we've added about 10.6 jobs for a March all the way back to present day. We've added about 10.6 million jobs back into the workforce. Some interesting notes about the jobs that were added back into the market is it's a lot of governmental jobs. It's a lot of jobs that is created by the government. And the even more so of another keynote to look at when you're looking at the number of jobs that were added, especially when you look at the number of jobs that were added in August, about 1.6 million jobs were added in August. And when you look at, when you start breaking down, okay, what kind of jobs were added? 328,000 of those jobs were just in direct correlation to census workers. In other words, these are extremely temporary jobs. 
these sensor worker jobs are not jobs that you do year over year it's every 10 years so they don't need that much work staff around just sitting around doing nothing every year and so 328,000 jobs have to do with just census which means that number the 1.6 million that helped the unemployment rate drop it just was because of that one thing in other words technically we only had about 700,000 jobs which means that we didn't add that many jobs in August so when you start putting all the pieces together it shows that man we are still in a major hole like yes it's great that we're able to add these extra jobs but these extra jobs are temporary jobs that people cannot do for the long term so the recovery still has a ways to go we have a long 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 way to go before we go back to pre-pandemic levels of employment i mean think about it in the years prior to this year the 10 years from 2008 when we had the financial crash till now we added about 30 million jobs in that same in just this year alone we've lost all those jobs that were added back in 2000 from 2008 so in the span of 10 years we've basically gone regressed 10 years We've regressed all the way 10 years in the number of jobs that have been lost. So that's just something to keep in mind whenever you read unemployment numbers or weekly unemployment numbers or weekly employment numbers. Just it's not just the big number that they're going to plaster on all the uh, publications and all this stuff. You have to look deeper at the numbers and look at what exactly where these jobs added in, what industry were these jobs added in. A lot of the jobs also were added in construction. It's a lot easier to get construction work back. One of the things that we keep talking about is how 40% of the workforce probably is not going to go back to work because businesses over and over and over, you keep hearing businesses say the same thing. We are understanding that we can run on a slimmer and a tighter budget than if we've hired all these people back. The other part of that is a lot of businesses are like, yo, we found out how we can benefit from automation. And so we don't want to regress or go backwards. And so you have to put all of these things into context. So whenever somebody tells you that, oh yeah, we're having a V recovery, question that. Question what is their motivation in saying we're having a V recovery? Because I'm not seeing that V-shaped recovery. Economists, every single economist out there is like, where is the V-shaped recovery? There is no V-shaped recovery. It's gonna take years before we see a, a recovery from this thing. You see the Fed coming out and saying, hey, we need more stimulus, we need more help. We need more federal for the federal government to do something because you can't just take one big number, flash it across everywhere and say, hey, we're doing good. We're doing good. There's a lot of underlying things you have to look at as well when it comes to these kind of things. So just be careful. One of the things that I also want to tell everybody, whenever you're looking at any kind of statistical data, always just have your ear perked up of what is the source that I'm getting this data from? Am I getting it from a news outlet like cnn or am i getting it from a news outlet like fox am i getting it from msnbc am i getting it from new york times like just know the outlet that you're getting the information from so that you can know how to frame the information because at the end of the day everybody is trying to sell you something everybody wants you to pick a child pick their side and to go with their side so they're always going to try and massage the information that they're giving you to make it fit their their message to make it fit whatever it is that they're trying to get you to believe so just know that even if it looks like facts statistic is numbers yes but but as they say numbers never lie but it doesn't always tell you the whole truth so numbers can be played with which is the weird thing when it comes to numbers 
statistics, they can find ways to massage it to fit their message. So just be careful, be very careful whenever it is that you see any numbers being thrown your way or you see any numbers being touted as like the number or the thing to go to as like the ultimate source of like, I'm right because I found this number. Just keep that in mind whenever you see or hear any of those things. Anyway, I'm going to get off my soapbox on talking about politics and talking about uh statistics and, and all that stuff i'm gonna get off that soapbox it was just something that i've been seeing recently and it bothers me a lot but anyway let's talk about tesla let's talk about tesla and the s p 500 for anybody who knows me they know that i am somebody who is a passive investor sometimes active but mostly passive and one of the indexes that I like to track when it comes to investing is the S&P 500. I love the S&P 500. It is about 500 of the best companies in the United States. Now, people always like to argue with me like, oh, it's not the 500 best companies in the United States. It's just there are some bad ones in there and there are some good ones in there. That's ridiculous. To me, it's just like it's like saying like the 400 players in the NBA aren't the 400 best players that are in the world like come on now we all know these players are super unbelievably talented players that if you played them one-on-one -on -one, it's always funny to me that people be like yeah i can get them one-on-one -on -one. like i can get it's like yeah go play against a college student and, and just watch yourself get schooled play against a professional basketball player who literally gets paid to shoot a basketball and you're out here talking about you could take them one-on-one -on -one. man go sit down somewhere anyway the point is, S&P 500 is the 500 best companies in the United States, and it's one of the favorite indexes for people to track because one thing that you can do as an investor is if you don't want to think about what company do I own, when should I buy, when should I sell, you want somebody else to make those decisions, basically you just follow the market and you will do as well as the market is doing. Of course, that comes with a downside of like, if you don't have single stocks like stocks like Tesla, which has been on a tear recently, you won't see that upside swing as well because Tesla is not in the S&P 500 and we talked about it before where Tesla finally met all the qualifications to be on the S&P 500 and then last week the S&P 500, the committee, aka the Illuminati, I'm just kidding for anybody who doesn't know that, that's a joke, Illuminati, I don't even know if that exists, but anyway, the committee got to, together, the Sands Pours and Dow Jones committee, they got together, they sat down and they were like, who are we going to add to the index? Of course, for everybody else, it was a foregone conclusion that of course, they're going to add Tesla. And well, they got together, they came out and they were like, yeah, we don't want Tesla. Like Tesla, nah, we ain't adding you. We're not adding Tesla to the thing. And it's just mind boggling. And after the news and even during the news or before we even knew about the news, Tesla has lost about a 33% market cap. Now, of course, this literally is nothing for Tesla because in the last year, they've exploded over 400% and now have taken themselves from being like a company that was just kind of just kind of flailing about to be one of the top 10 largest companies in the United States. I mean, think about this, which also equates to it being one of the top 10 companies in the world. Think about this. Tesla is now bigger than Visa, like, you know, the card, the card that we everybody uses. Visa is bigger than that one. It's bigger than Walmart. Wall freaking Mart. Does Tesla sell as many products as Walmart? Heck no. 
Does Tesla do as much business as Walmart? Heck no. Does Tesla make as much money as either of those companies that I just mentioned? Heck no. No, neither of these companies do. I mean, both of those companies are world dominating companies. And here we have Tesla to just eat by to finally have one year of profit, to be profitable for one year consistently. And it's like, they are much larger companies than actual Walmart and Visa. That's why it's so important for you to know the business of the stock that you own, because there is a business underlying the stock. Right now, Tesla, I believe, is extremely, extremely inflated, even after the 33% loss that it just experienced in the last week. It is still extremely inflated, in my opinion, because it's just it's not matching up. The fundamentals went out the window, which makes sense. If you're investing in Tesla, you are investing for 10 years down the road that Tesla is going to become something later on. But for right now, all I know is I am not paying a dollar towards Tesla just because it just doesn't feel like it's time for me to invest into that company. I'm really just waiting for Tesla's uh, third quarter earnings to see if they're still profitable because that would determine what happens with the shares. But anyway, besides that, the reason why the S&P 500 did not um, add them to the index or add Tesla to the index is actually we don't know. We don't know why they didn't add them to the index because Tesla, as I said, met all the qualifications, but it's just like going for a job interview just because you're qualified does not mean you're going to get accepted it's like going for a job interview or going to a, trying to get into a college just because you meet the basic qualifications does not mean that they're going to hire you they also want to hire your personality and don't worry i love each and every single one of y'all that are listening to this podcast right now and i love all your personalities if i had a job available for y'all i would hire you because y'all actually choose to listen to me every week which first of all thank you guys so much and second of all you choose to listen to me every week so of course i love y'all i love you guys thank you so much for listening to me every single week but basically it's the same thing when it comes to tesla joining the s p 500 and that was the thing that i kept on trying to tell to people like yeah just because tesla met all the qualification it's not the first company to meet all the qualifications that wasn't put on the s p 500 but it basically is the same thing tesla met all the qualification it doesn't mean that they have to add tesla rather than adding tesla they added a company called etsy I don't know if you guys know what Etsy is. Etsy, of course you guys know what Etsy is. Etsy is where we all go when we're trying to find that special gift for those special people in our lives. When you're trying to find, <laughs> I know everybody has done this, top 10 Father's Day gifts, top 10 Mother's Day gifts. And on that list, five times out of 10, you're going to see at least three references to Etsy for like a handcrafted something for somebody. So. Yeah, everybody knows what Etsy is, which Etsy is a software as a service type of business where it provides a platform for small businesses to sell their goods to other people. There's a lot of great stuff on there. And it's one of the companies that I've been looking at. I've been like, yo, I want to invest in Etsy. I want to invest in Etsy. I want to invest in Etsy, but I don't have money. I don't have money. I'm kind of broke. I ain't got no extra money to invest in Etsy. And look at it. Apparently, I wasn't the only one that was looking at Etsy because this was a huge shock that Tesla was not invited to join the S&P 500, but Etsy was invited to join the S&P 500. A lot of people did not see that company coming and it, it it doesn't make any sense to me because etsy is actually a really 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 
good company that has very good financials, that has very good fundamentals. And that's why it's being added to the S&P 500. I think they didn't add Tesla because it's just too volatile. It's too crazy right now. The, the, the whole thing with Tesla just doesn't make too much sense. Now, I can make a case of why you should buy Tesla. The case is very simple. His name is Elon Musk. If you're investing in Tesla, you're basically investing in Elon Musk to prove all the doubters wrong. And he has done it over and over and over and over again. And if you believe in Elon that much, that much then definitely invest in Tesla. But other than that, I would, I would not touch Tesla right now. It's just like a hot potato and I'll stay away from it. But anyway, the S&P also added a couple of other companies that you won't care about, I don't care about. It's some pharmaceutical companies that I just, I'm not even gonna mention because I don't care enough. But then on the other side, because you can't just add without removing something. So they also balanced out and removed three companies. They said goodbye to Kohl's. They said goodbye to H&R Block. And by the way, can I also say goodbye to H&R Block, please? If H&R Block, first of all, if you're listening to this, sponsor your boy. I mean, I'll talk about y'all. Not that I'm going to use y'all service, which is leads me to the other thing. Stop sending letters to my house, please. That was a one-time thing, and I'm never using y'all again. But sponsor your boy. I mean, you know, I, I don't mind. I don't mind. Let me, let me, let me get some sponsorship dollars. Like sponsor your boy, and also go say goodbye to City. With or Koti, not City. Koti, Koti, Koti. They're a makeup brand. I actually got a free share from using from Robinhood when somebody used my referral link. So whoever you are are out there that use my referral link. Thank you guys so much. By the way, if you don't have a Robinhood account and you want to open a Robinhood account, use my link down in the description below, or I said description below. I meant down in the show notes and you can get yourself one free stock on Robinhood. So thank you to whoever that was. And I actually have a share of Kati, Koti, Kati. I don't, I, I don't know. You, you guys probably know how to say it. It's C-O-T-Y and they're a makeup brand. But anyway, basically, they didn't add Tesla and yeah, not the, not exactly the greatest thing. Now for me, the stock is extremely volatile, but Tesla, the company, I think will do a lot of great things moving forward. But however, I just think right now the stock is just, it's just way too high, way too high. But let's finish out with some quick news and some quick hits before we get out of here. The first one is it seems like theaters are making a comeback. Tenet, which was a movie by Warner Brothers, actually postponed their movie all the way from, it was supposed to release, I think, in May or so. They postponed that thing all the way to Labor Day weekend, and then they released it. And it actually brought in about $20 million, which was in North America specifically, which was more than analysts that actually expected for it to bring in. About 70% of theaters are open. So this shows that there is a need or not need, there is a want that people actually want to still go to theaters. People actually still want to gather together and go see movies and hang out in that way. And so it's showing that, hey, theaters are not dying or theaters are not dead. There is still very much a push for people to go see a blockbuster movies in theaters and to do it that way rather than, you know, seeing it at home, which on the other side of the aisle was Disney, which released their Mulan movie over this weekend for $30 on Disney Plus. Even though you have, look at this. Let me just, let me just, let's just talk about this. Disney literally just said we're Disney and we can flex our muscles. This is what they did. So first of all, 
you have to have a subscription to Disney Plus, which is about $10 every month or something like that, either eight to $10. And then on top of it, you have to pay another $30 for you to get access to Mulan. Literally, what else is a bigger flex than that to be like, yo, we're literally going to double charge you just so you can see this one movie. Like, yo, what is a bigger flex than that? That is like the biggest flex of all time to be like, yeah, you're going to pay us for the subscription fee and then you're going to pay us to see this movie as well. Because guess what? We're Disney. But Disney is in trouble, trouble, trouble. Disney has just, they, they messed up, man. They did something that they shouldn't have done and it's starting to bite them in the box. That's in, in the box, jeez. In the butt. And what do I mean by that? So Disney, there's a part of the Mulan film where in the credit, it shows that Disney shot part of the film in Zhejiang region of China. Zhejiang region of China. Now, you might be saying, what's the big deal? It's just Zhejiang, it's in China. What's, what's the big deal? It's Mulan, Mulan is based in China. Of course they made some scenes in China, like it makes sense. The problem is that region of China is where the Chinese government has detained about 1 million ethnic minorities, particularly the Uyghur Muslims. There, they face regularly, they face uh, racial discrimination, physical abuse, uh, mental abuse, consistent surveillance, and even to a degree, genocide, where they're being forced to, whether it's not have babies, they're being forced to like limit the amount of pregnancies that they can have, all this kind of stuff that you would not even, like, literally that we can associate back to like the when the Nazis were doing their thing literally is what's happening It's literally concentration camps that they're forcing this Uyghur Muslims into and basically Disney went out there and shot in that area and also just kind of made the area look beautiful and just kind of hit a lot of the stuff that's actually going on just to propagate the Chinese government's whatever and so they're facing a lot of backlash for that and basically, when I was reading this, I was like, oh, so the Chinese concentration, the way you can think of these Chinese concentration camps, just think of it as like a stripped down version of United States prisons for minorities. Oh, wait, oh, we shouldn't talk about that. We're not, we're not supposed to say stuff like that. But anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's not touch that subject. Let's not touch that subject. Let's, let's just go. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. Anyway, let's talk about the government and how they're still not doing anything. How it just just every week it just feels like somebody comes out and does a press release and says it's their fault or the other side comes out and say it's their fault and it's just like can y'all just sit down and actually like hash things out and do something for the benefit of the american public rather than being over there and just pointing fingers at each other and saying the only reason we can't do anything is because of the democrats or the republicans being like it's because of the republicans or whatever like stop put stop pointing fingers and actually sit down and let's get something moving and this problem as is just getting worse and worse and worse. Remember in 2000 and I think it was 2017 where we had a governmental shut shutdown because the Trump administration and the House Democrats just could not come to terms on an agreement or it wasn't 2017, it was 2018. They couldn't come to terms on an agreement for a budget. And then it ended up shutting down the government, which ended up putting a lot of people out of work and just, just did a lot of nonsense. And guess what? We're about to have that exact same problem again because they have to have a budget by October 1st. 
But even more so, my bigger issue with this is like they're coming out and Steven Mnuchin came out and said that, oh, he and Nancy Pelosi are going to work on a short term budget. That, if you don't see that as a problem, the reason they're coming out and saying they're going to do a short term budget, that's what they did in 2018. They did a short term budget. The government is supposed to be looking forward. It's supposed to be looking like 10 years down the road, 15 years down the road, making decisions to ensure that the economy for the people is great moving forward. Not these one year deals, two year deals. What are y'all? Y'all are not just even for us. People at work will be asking you like, oh, what's your five year plan? What's your 10 year plan? Over here, the government is over here doing one year plans. What the freak is that? Like actually come together, sit down and make a decision to move the country forward rather than just being over there and pointing fingers at each other. You're just holding the entire nation back because y'all are, ah, it just frustrates me whenever I read stuff like that because it's just like, what are y'all doing? Literally your only job, your literal only job is to plan for the future literal only job is to ensure that the public is good and to ensure that the economy is great that's it now i'm not saying it's easy but that's your job that's your job it's like looking at a ceo the ceo's job is to ensure that the company continues to do well think about apple the job of tim cook was to ensure that apple continues going moving forward that's why we started seeing services that's what because the plan for apple services didn't just start two years ago that's been something in the works this plan for apple airpods and all these things that we see didn't just happen like a year ago they put all of that into the works so much so that they actively killed the headphone jack to prepare for the announcement of airpods if that doesn't show you just how much that they were planning years down the line, I don't know what does. And it frustrates me that the government that's supposed to be doing this and thinking further down the line than companies think, because at the end of the day, a company is only thinking about its profits, doesn't do that. And now we have to look to businesses for it to direct the path of a nation. That doesn't make any sense. That's not how this is supposed to work. But hey. We're the one who put them in power, so that's where we are. Sorry about the rant. I just it just really bothers me. It just really, really bothers me whenever I see stuff like that. But yeah, that's a uh, that's all I got for today. <laughs> Ended up on a major, major rant. I apologize. But yeah. Answer to the question of the day. The question of the day is what is the most popular sport in the United States? And yeah, this one basically had nothing to do with economics. I just wanted to talk about it because, hey, football is back. The NFL is back. And I guess you guys probably never knew this, but did you know that, the, that for the first 73 years of the NFL's existence, it was classified as a 501C, which if you don't know what a 501C is, is basically it was classified as a charity. Yes, the NFL was a tax-free charity. I just it blew my mind it just got changed in 2018 when they got destroyed by a lawsuit and so they had to change from being a, a chair like how how that just shows you like the whole united states corporate america thing like it's just my gosh it's literally the nfl makes billions of dollars but how they were a charity i don't know but anyway the whole reason i brought this up is football is back this weekend who y'all got to win the super bowl this year for me I'm a Ravens fan, and on top of it, 
Lamar Jackson is that dude. So you already know, I got the Ravens going all the way, all the way. Let me know who y'all got. Hit me up on Twitter, hit me up on Instagram. The links is in the show notes, or you can just hit me up at Kelechi Iwaba, K-E-L-E-C-H-I-W-U-A-B-A. Or you can just click the link in the show notes. Hit me up any on either of those things. And if you have any questions, check out the website, theramblingmindshow.com. Check it out. You can ask me any question that you have about finances and personal finance, and I'll do my best investing and all that stuff. I'll do my best to answer. And if I don't know, you might just get a response like, I don't know, because it's better for me to just be straight up than for me to lie about something that I don't know anything about. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all in this podcast episode i hope y'all enjoyed it god bless each and every single one of y'all once again i apologize for the rant and remember generosity is always greater than greed and i'm out peace